there is this tension in some people's minds. How can you how can you do that sort of work on a commercial basis? Hi, I'm Belden Mankis. Welcome to this episode of The Purposeful Strategist. In this episode, we'll be hearing from Gillian Charlesworth, Chief Executive of BRE Group. BRE Group is a world-leading multidisciplinary center for building science. They provide products, services, standards, and qualifications used around the world to bring positive change in the built environment. Gillian will share with us thoughts about profit for purpose and what that means for them culturally and commercially. Gillian, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Belden. Could you tell us a bit about yourself and a bit about our BRE? Yes, well, Belden, it's, it's great to take part in this podcast. I'm uh, the chief executive of BRE Group, which is a former government agency, but for the last 25 years, which is a quarter of its lifetime, we are 100 this year, for the last 25 years, it has been in the private sector. It was privatised in 1997. And the ownership model, which I think is quite important for us, is that we are owned by a charitable trust called the BRE Trust. And the, the business uh, I would describe as a profit-for-purpose business, we are concerned with the safety, security and sustainability of the built environment, whether that's mm -hmm. buildings, infrastructure, housing. And we do a range of testing and benchmarking and uh, certification for buildings and parts of buildings. And we do that in the in a private sector commercial sense. The profit that we make from that, we plough back into more purpose, more standards, more research, more innovation. Mm -hmm. and, and so just so I can make sure I've got it right, you mentioned the charity. Does some of that activity you talked about get done through the charity or yes. are you talking about other things that the group does? Yes. Well, the the basic model is that we make a, we make a surplus, which obviously we hope to do, that some of that goes to the charitable trust for research, a research program that they conduct and they support various academics um, in PhDs, as well as commissioning pieces of research on issues of interest in the sector. So some of the profit goes to the trust, some of it we retain and obviously carry out our own mm -hmm. improvements and developments. Probably sort of touched on it already, but what would you say your purpose is as an organization and how do you go about either developing it or identifying it or discovering it or whatever word you'd, you'd use? Mm. Yes. Well, the, the, the purpose is, is simple, really. It is to improve the built environment from the perspective of safety, sustainability and security. But of course, mm -hmm. we are doing that uh, against a very bit different background now from when BRE started. So the, the, the question of how you apply digital technology to that, uh, the role of data in achieving that, um, and new methods, how we respond to new methods of construction, um, off-site manufacturing. Uh, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of change going on in the industry. And so whilst the core purpose remains the same, to create a, a safe, sustainable and secure built environment, the way that we must approach that is evolving, like so many things, uh, in the light of new technology and new mm -hmm. expectations. And our basis is evidence, data, scientific expertise, engineering expertise, which we apply to, to the challenges that we're addressing. So very much a technical scientific body operating in an arena which has really come to the fore uh, now with uh, big questions over building safety following the Grenfell Tower fire, big questions over the quality of housing and the ability to scale up uh, in a safe, sustainable and uh, high quality way. Uh, and the demands, not just in the UK, but around the world for um, uh, net zero achieved to be achieved in the built environment, that buildings are responsible for 40% of carbon emissions. Um, there's a wow. huge mountain to climb yeah. in terms of achieving um, net zero in the built environment. So the challenges have probably never been greater for this sector as for so many others. And therefore, the BRE role um, is still fundamentally important. So just coming to the second part of your question, how did I go about the question of purpose? I've been the chief executive for nearly two years now. When I was thinking about the role, taking on the role, my proposition was very much that BRE is the type of organisation that will always be purpose-driven. I mean, every organisation is purpose-driven in a sense, but I mean that we have very strong um, basis of purpose, standards, public expectations, regulatory, responding to regulatory requirements. Therefore, there is something in our purpose that we do not and will never compromise on, and we won't change it and shift it according to market whims. But having said that, if we're not relevant to the market, then we have no future. When I, when I arrived at BRE, I set out to um, not, not change the purpose, but to firmly re-establish the purpose of the organisation Mm -hmm. by talking to colleagues and external partners and, and collaborators was to make sure that we were talking about something that is relevant, mm -hmm. needed, wanted, understood. And as part of that work, re-establishing BRE's values, the way we want to operate, I always think that, that you know, this is, this is basically what is our brand about? It's who are we? What do we do? And how do we do things? How do we do things around here? Mm -hmm. So working across all of those questions to make sure that everybody inside the organisation firmly understands those and talking to the external world about how can we improve our services? What do you want from us? What's useful? What isn't? 
and making sure that we we remain relevant and valued, which of course is core to any any business. One of the one of the challenges in that sort of exercise for a body like BRE is the the tension that some people feel is there between being a commercially driven organisation and being a being focused clearly on meeting public expectations and being part of driving social value from a better built environment and economic value. Um, there is a there, there is this tension in some people's minds. How can you how can you do that sort of work on a commercial basis? The way I look at it, and this is part of me of, of establishing the purpose and the strategy of the organization, is that we we are we need to be very clear about the purpose. We have a profit motive, which is our purpose. And the way that we achieve that is through customer um, providing what our customers want. And I always say to people, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as we're not compromising on our standards and our, our services are, are provided in, in the way that we, we promise and say that, we're in no different position to any other brand. That mm-hmm. you know, what you say you're doing and how you're doing it is, is what you should be doing. The fact that you're, you're, your um, revenue derives from commercial customers should make no difference to that. That ethos of how core purpose, fundamentally important to us. We go out into the world, we promulgate standards, we promulgate the need for certification of products or systems or benchmarking of assets. That's what we're doing. We commercialize those opportunities we hopefully make a profit and we plow that back in to more purpose. It's a, it's a circle. You, you've, you've used these three words, uh, safety, sustainability, and security a number of times. Were, yes. were they kind of live in the organization? And when you came in, your role was much more to get people to reconsider what does that mean, particularly around how do we stay relevant? Or were those words something that came out of the conversations that you had? It's, it's interesting because, it, in a way, that is how the business was organised. There were three business units. One was largely concerned with, with security, one with safety, and one with sustainability. But they, they had different names, and they, I don't think they saw themselves uh, in that light. Oh, really? Uh, we're coming, coming now to the question of, okay, well, that, that, that sounds like good purpose, but how exactly do you put that into practice? And one of the other... Um, mantras really that I adopted was purpose is core what customers want is core to us from those two things we create a plan a strategy and a plan Uh, and the organization hadn't really been used to having even a business plan for the the following year it was more of a budget type of Mm -hmm. process so I introduced the notion of a business plan for my second full year and it we we started to use this terminology of safety sustainability and security and to look at the 
business units in that way. We've actually evolved that um, to a, a, an even simpler um, pairing now. One is building performance and the other one is assurance. As part of our strategic development, it was crucial that we should see even those three words, safety, sustainability and security, as a more integrated landscape that we're working in because mm-hmm. we had a pretty, pretty siloed uh, organization where the opportunities for joining up customer offers propositions cross-selling just weren't being uh, taken let's get going with with a plan but then let's think more strategically about how we can make more of what we've got here i wouldn't say that we've got a world-beating strategy yet but we've got some components of a strategy emerging which start to look at this picture across the built environment, safety, sustainability, and security in a more holistic way. And this is why I'm, I'm saying that to date, we've reached a, what I've described as the foothills mm-hmm. of a strategy approach, that there was more internal consultation and general market knowledge and insight than deep external But since that first stage, Mm -hmm. we've now started to do much deeper dives into specific product areas. Um, Probably some of your listeners will know of our Briam product, which is our Mm -hmm. asset benchmarking for non-residential buildings. Um, We've done a very wide stakeholder engagement, customer engagement piece on that. And that's the approach that we will now start to take to the specific product areas. Because I think if you're talking to external stakeholders, you should be talking to them about real mm-hmm. real products, real um, propositions, real services that they know and understand. And that's where you're going to get the most meaningful contribution, I think. Um, in terms of our own internal understanding and development of more strategic thinking, we need to be able to understand the ecosystem that we're working in. Mm. But for customers, it's about what do they need from us? Um, so having a, a developing proposition on the table, which is what we've had for Briam, and then taking it to the market and really talking about that specific um, product, which is our biggest, uh, is the way we've tackled it. it. It sounds a little, maybe I'm, hearing it when you're not saying it, but it sounds a little like you're taking almost a sort of startup mentality that says, well, we've we've got a bunch of things rather than just push them out into the market. Let's engage with the market and make sure they fit. But to pick up your word, make sure they're relevant. In terms of developing the strategy, we're moving from an organization which did a very, very large number of things and has had a lot of niche expertise to an organization which is more streamlined, doing fewer things, bigger and better. And I think those sorts of moves are are really important backbones, if you like, to to strategy development. Are we going to continue to try and do all of these things, which we know some of our customers really love, but actually they're draining, they're draining the organization? Or are we going to focus on doing fewer, bigger things better these these are questions that we need to be very clear about so we've talked a bit about purpose and Mm. 
how you got at that. We talked a bit about strategy and how you are developing it. Yes. What's what's yeah. in your mind? What's I mean, you've sort of connected it to a bit, but how do you see the relationship between your purpose and your strategy? Employees, stakeholders, people are becoming much more interested in purpose. This has been going on for a few years, as we know. But, you know, I had a head start on that front because it is mm. a very purpose-driven organisation and people are proud to work for, for BRE. They have a very strong sense that we're doing something which is fundamentally important. Mm. The purpose was kind of already broadly there. We just refresh the wording around it. The vision, I think, is needs more time. And I remember when I first started that somebody said to me, what's your vision for BRE? And I said, I don't know. That's something that we need to work on together, mm. work out the level of our ambition, our vision. And, you know, we're like most organisations, we want to be, you know, we want to be best, best of our type. We want to be a, a vibrant, relevant business. And uh, we talk about being a virtual and physical hub for the built environment. Um, mm. We've got a, we've got a, a, a what, what what is in effect a, a mini science park so really you know being proud to be a physical center point for, for the built environment in the UK but also increasingly a virtual one is very important to us so then for me the question of strategy then then comes in um, how exactly are we going to achieve this vision over what period and this is a really important part of the strategy work that we did. And we've created a three horizon approach, mm -hmm. which sets out in, in, in broad terms, at the end of the first couple of years, where do we want to be? What sort of things do we want to have got on top of? So it's things like improving our customer service, getting some of the basic systems and processes tightened up. Uh, and then the second horizon is, you know, slightly more ambitious in terms of um, really providing a fantastic end-to-end -end customer service and delivery. And then the third horizon is is more concerned with, you know, having being genuinely being able to say that our interaction with our stakeholders and our customers is, is you know, world-beating. They, they need us. They demand us. They, they really want to engage with us. And we've become what that vision really sets out as a real focal point um, with all the right relationships and the right, and the right ability to deliver on what we say we're going to do. What, what I find really energising, really interesting, is you sort of said, you know, we're at, we're a science organization, we're an engineering organization, we're a technical yes. organization. And yeah. yet throughout all three horizons, you basically were saying customer, customer, customer. Yes, yes, yes. Now that's really interesting. Yes, but not forgetting that the, the, the core foundation of all our customer interaction will be our purpose. Yeah. In fact, I was having a conversation with our commercial team yesterday where we were admitting that there may be some customers that we we can't work with because they don't share the same they don't share the same values they don't want to um, pay the price of the the quality of what we're providing and you know that's the same for any any business again we haven't talked about one of the most strategic plays which is 
the people and the culture mm. and the, the self-belief, the ambition, um, the collaboration, the teamwork, which will go into really delivering on these these ambitions. Mm-hmm. And I, I so so in terms of the strategy development, the way I like to see things is yes, you can you can have you can have your ambitious vision, you can have your horizon approach. Then specifically, what are you actually going to do? How do you mm. make that real? I think with any any strategy, any aspect of a, of a strategy, it has to be the big picture, the 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 outcome mm-hmm. focus. But it also has to be the nuts and bolts of how you actually make it happen. Because without that, it, it it's interesting. You might achieve some of it, but you're not going to really embed it. Mm. But equally, mm-hmm. you can do lots of nuts and bolts without inspiring people that you're you're going to um, achieve bigger, better things. Yeah. yeah, that's a great, I think that's a great way to put it. Um, is there any, anything you particularly point to that says, you know, that's something that I think we did really well or, or a pitfall we did well to avoid? This is, this is a very practical point, really. But I, I think, I mean, we're still in the middle of this, actually. And, mm-hmm. and we, we had COVID-19 thrown in, you know, global pandemic, yep. once in a century event going on in the middle of all this that, Managing to fund the opportunity to do what I've been talking about while you're trying, literally while you're trying to do it, is is really quite challenging. And of course, um, it has been hard. But you can see the you can see the level of engagement and determination in the numbers that we managed to produce. So there's something there which is is clearly good. The question is, how do we how do we kind of bottle that and, and mm, keep mm. that um, into the future? So, what I suppose what I'm saying in answer to your question is, I'm I'm really proud of what the teams achieved in the last year, um, in the most difficult of circumstances, and I want to make sure that we we keep that momentum. Um, be or it could have been you know some some place where you think it could have been a bit better if i if i had to do it over again i might do it differently i think well this this is this is quite a personal observation actually that i'm very um i'm very focused on achieving outcomes and results sometimes the pace has been too slow and when i when I look back, for my for myself, I mean, um, mm-hmm. when I look back over the nearly two years that I've been doing, I can't believe that I've nearly been in this role for two years, actually. I always have this niggling feeling of could I have could I have done things quicker? Could I have brought that that new role in more quickly? Mm. I, I'm quite a an intuitive, decisive person. If you give me a you know a scenario, I can tell you what I think of it pretty quickly. So I've had to learn to be more reflective and to think about options uh, and to wait sometimes mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. the right the right person or the right plan emerges. Uh, I have a you know I've got a strong sense of urgency mm-hmm. to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm, you know, we're we're just entering our 
of a second profitable year um, I'm, since I've been here. The year before I joined was not. So we've turned that round. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps I should have been more decisive on, you know, a, a role or... But I, you know, I think it, you can make so many wrong decisions, particularly where people are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to make sure that I had the right team of people around me. It took me quite a long time to find an excellent commercial and products director, but that person is now with us and really making a difference. You've been very generous sharing with us sort of, you know, the both the way you think about this, but also some of the the ups and downs, the challenges along the way. I guess the only final question I've got for you, Gillian, is whether there's anything I haven't asked you about that you wished I had. I, to me, one of the crucial points is in a, in a very, very highly competitive changing world, do you actually have a vision, a strategy, a set of people, a long-term view, which is going to maintain that relevance well into the future? Yeah. So many businesses won't survive. Mm. It's, it's, it's a sort of existential level questions here. Um, for us as a, as a human race, there, is, there are big questions, but for businesses, there are equally existential level questions to be answered and our responsibility mm. as business leaders is 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 huge always yeah. has been but never more so than now yeah, julian that's what a great note to end on really mm. thank you for joining us um, really appreciate your your insights and, and like i say your your openness thank you very much it was a pleasure